Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like eating an egg roll. It's only awkward if you're staring at someone while doing it. Today on the show, we are talking about my experience with Uber and Lyft and how it's taught me a couple of lessons about freelancing and creativity. And these are some, some things that I've that I've known in my past, but I feel like with my sort of recalibration that I've been going through in the past year and a half, I've lost a lot of things and I've had to regain a sense of discipline and I've had to regain some focus and learn how to strengthen my signal in terms of my brand. And, um, you know, Uber and Lyft has really helped me with that. So I'm going to talk about a couple of the lessons that I've learned while driving around this city of Rochester, New York and getting to know some people. So without further ado, let's hit the button and do the thing on dopamine. Let's go. friends c note here welcome to the show hope you guys are doing well i am sitting in a barnes and noble parking lot like a champion recording a podcast episode because i don't know this is just the only time that i feel like i might have to do this so here we are (laughs) um uh so today i wanted to talk about uh ubering and doing all this uber and lyft stuff lately has given me a little bit of uh, a couple life lessons that i can take from it and I figure I can share some of that with you guys. Now, I don't have this listed out in any kind of order, so I'm going to try to do my best to sort of play this by ear and remember it as I go along. But, uh, you know, essentially I've had to do this Uber and Lyft thing in the mornings to make ends meet, to pay bills, to pay child support, to pay uh, credit cards, because I made some mistakes and I got to pay for them. And that's what happens. Not my child. My child not a mistake. Uh, I'm talking about my credit cards and other bills that I have to take care of. And... Um, and really haven't been uh, connecting with clients in the way that I would like to, um, mostly because I've been sort of re uh, reconfiguring my brain, and really I only feel like recently I'm starting to ramp up to be able to do client work again. So, um, you know, we're going to get ourselves to a place where that's going to happen, and I'll be sharing that journey soon. But I've been doing Uber and Lyft uh, a little bit, and with that comes the opportunity, which, first of all, before I even talk about that, I would say that if you're in a rut, and you are in a new city and you are having a hard time trying to find new connections within that city or you want to make new friends or anything like that, Uber, doing Uber and Lyft is an amazing way to not only get to know your city, to get to know the nooks and crannies of everything, but to start to really feel out uh, uh, the, the vibe of the city, to really get to know people and you know, have amazing conversations about what you do. A lot of times you're having small talk in the car and you have the opportunity to talk a little bit about what it is that you do and they share what they do. Sometimes those things align, you know? I kind of made a mistake where I didn't get the phone number of someone who, um, she was like starting a Broadway show or trying to get to pitch one and she needed an art director to help her out with that stuff. I unfortunately didn't have my business card and I forgot to get her number. <laughs> um, but that's an example of what is possible, right? 
there are possibilities that could come from simply, you know, putting yourself out there in the world and, and making connections, you know? And I think uh, doing Uber and Lyft allows for a different a different kind of vibe than just going awkwardly to a networking event and sort of forcing yourself to make small talk. Like, you're, it, it's like being trapped in an elevator with someone. <laughs> you know, you're trapped in your car for 10, 20 minutes, however long the trip is. So you could either... You know, not talk to the person, which sometimes happens, and it's totally fine. Or you can have um, small talk conversation, and it could lead to, you know, talking about what you guys do for a living, and see if there's a way for you to help each other out. You know, that's a pretty amazing, that's that's a pretty big, important thing that's really come out of it. And, uh, you know, what I've been starting to do is, when I have a really great conversation with someone... I, because I don't have business cards right now, I need to order some new ones. Uh, I just say, hey, do you guys have an Instagram or do you have a Twitter or something like that? And I just have them follow me and I, and we follow each other. And, um, that way I, you know, I have some loose connection to them and then they can start to see my stuff on Instagram and we can make further connections. If there's an immediate interaction or need, then I can have them send me a message on Instagram. And then we can start a conversation that way uh, to continue and move things forward, right? So that's really one of the first things that really sticks out to me is the ability to network while doing Uber. Now, this is not exclusive to Uber, but it could be, you know, plenty of other things that you could do that don't necessarily... Uh, equate to just going out to networking events, right? It could be like literally keeping yourself open to possibilities when you're standing in line at the grocery store, right? I think a lot of us want to just keep our headphones on and not interact with people. But if you're a service-based business person and you're trying to connect with clients and you're trying to connect with people, you got to be open to the possibility that your business could come from anywhere. So sometimes making a joke about something in line or connecting uh, in some way uh, to someone you know, based on something you share, uh, and, and then somehow that could lead to small talk about what you do for a living. And maybe that's something that they're looking for. I've had so many times where I've had a conversation with someone and it led to just sort of brief interaction about, uh, you know, asking what I do. And they're like, Oh, you know what? I have a, a friend of mine who's always looking for a graphic designer, or I have someone who is looking for a video person, or I have someone who's putting on an event soon and they need some help with, uh, with with some photographing stuff right like you just never know when the next opportunity is going to come and allowing yourself to open up to those possibilities is absolutely amazing so so that's one of the one of the big things that's really stuck out to me while doing this uh another thing has been it's helped me learn some patience or i'm continuing to learn patience i'm not the most patient person uh i can be in certain scenarios like when i have to be i can be patient but um in situations where you're trying to make money or trying to get more rides or trying to get more clients, it could be a situation where you just you just get you get into a place where you're you're trying to make things happen too much, like you're trying to force it to happen, and it can get really frustrating if you're trying really hard to force the issue, you're trying to rush to the finish line to get a client right away, or you're trying to drive around town to force trying to force a a ride to happen when you literally can't do anything. All you could do is sit in your car and wait for a ride to come to you. Now, it's very different from like when you're trying to get clients versus like when you're in an Uber, like waiting. But for me, like it's, if I'm driving around town, 
it's no different than me just sitting in one spot and waiting for the ride to come to me because the entire county is accounted for like if there's a ride 15 minutes away and I'm available for it it's going to ping me no matter how far away I am right so there's no point in me driving around wasting extra stress extra time extra extra gas money etc on trying to force something to happen that I have no control over so uh, the way I equate that to like clients and you know even managing your mental health in any kind of scenario is you know having patience for what's to come um i think one of the things people get caught up in when they're trying to make something happen with their creative career or with uh, you know freelancing or any kind of business at all it it can be a massive challenge to not feel like you need to push the issue or you need to land this client right now and the big thing is to just have patience. The person you're talking to right now might not be a client today. You know, you're having a conversation or you might be giving them something or helping them with something. Uh, you know, you could be listening to this podcast and not be ready to work with me. If you need help with me to do creative consulting, to create a podcast or to uh, to learn how to do any of the things that I do, it's, you know, you might not be ready for that. But months down the line, when you get the budget or you start to do a little bit better and you want help with that, you'll think of me because I'm the voice in your ear right now. And it's not a matter of me. If I was, if I was trying to push the issue, I would get incredibly frustrated because, you know, if you're not ready, you're not ready. I can't force you to buy anything for me. There's just, that's just not how it works. You know, like you just can't make anyone do anything. I can't make uh, someone, you know, take an Uber when they're not ready to take an Uber, right? So I just kind of have to wait and sit and wait for the next opportunity to, to come to me, right? And that's very different than like, you know, <clears throat> in, in equating it to the client acquisition sort of uh, framework. It's, it's not about like sitting idly, right? Like I'm still doing stuff. I'm still doing work in terms of my client work. But what it's helped me understand is that all the best that you could do is be available put your signal out there and keep putting your signal out there. And then when the time comes, when someone's ready for you, it's going to come, right? That's the big, that's the really, really big thing. That's, that's really sticks out to me. So I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to play a word from the sponsor and uh, wrap this thing up. Okay, so another thing that I'm consistently reminded of is that I have to take personal responsibility for taking my breaks throughout the day. Doing Uber has reminded me of not only freelancing, but uh, sitting at the poker table. And you sit at the poker table for hours on end, waiting for the good hand to come um, and, you know, trying to not miss out on the opportunities that are going to arise. And because you are kind of worried about missing the next opportunity, you might not necessarily take the breaks that you want to. You feel like you have to keep working. You have to be available at all times. And sometimes that comes at the sacrifice of feeling like I don't have time to go stop and take a pee or get a drink of water or get some food or stretch my legs or go exercise or whatever the case may be right? Or take a mental health day or go see my therapist or, or whatever the case may be, right? You've got to take that personal responsibility to do that. Like no one is here to tell me to take a break. 
No one is telling me to clock in and out. No one is here to tell me that I am dehydrated other than my brain, right? So I have to trust it. I have to clock out. I got to go do it, right? And that's the beauty of doing the Uber and Lyft thing is like, I have the versatility in the same way that a freelancer has a versatility of, you know, starting and stopping whatever they need to. But in order to be a successful person as a freelancer or as an Uber person or, you know, any kind of creative endeavor, you have to take care of yourself. And that's been the whole thing about this show, this entire podcast has been about making sure that you're taking care of yourself in the midst of your creative endeavors. So, you know, it is no different being a creative person than being a freelancer or being an Uber driver and having to set a certain kind of discipline for you to make money, but then also making sure that you're taking the breaks that you can so that you can work for as long as you need to and be at your best for as long as you can. And, you know, that means listening to yourself and taking the breaks you need and not feeling bad about that. You know, taking an adequate break and not worrying yourself about missing out on things because the world's going to wait for you. It's fine. There's other opportunities, you know? And that kind of leads me to um, another major point, which might be the last point if I can't think of anything else, but it is the fact that there is nothing but abundance out there with with Uber in particular, there's always someone looking for a ride, right? You might not get a ping right away where it's not happening consistently, but if you're patient and you're continuing to put your signal out there, like I said, and you're taking care of yourself and you're disciplining yourself and finding finding that you're getting out there at the right times and putting yourself in the best possible position to get yourself in the right spot at the right time, then things are going to come to you, right? It is not a scarcity perspective um, that I have now that I've been doing this for a little while. I think at first it gets really stressful when like literally your bills depend on it. And it does for me still. I'm literally still living day to day right now. I'm making $100 a day to pay my bills and make sure that everything is taken care of and that I can spend the rest of my time, you know, working on my business and nurturing my relationship with Molly. So that's the way that my, my life works right now. So what I'm basically focusing on is just that and shifting my mindset to not be in this stressed out scarcity perspective where I feel like, okay, I'm never going to get any rides. It's going to be dead quiet all the time. There are thousands of people in this city. There are so much opportunity uh, around for people to, to get a ride. You know, people are consistently, they're trying to go to the airport. They're trying to go to the grocery store. There are people who are, you know, they need to take their car to the mechanic and they need to be picked up or they need a ride to the hospital because they can't drive, you know, or they're elderly and they can't drive. Like there are so many scenarios and situations and possibilities for me to be able to pick up a ride. And I don't think it's any different for a creative or entrepreneurial endeavor, unless your niche and market is so small that you literally have five people in your country that you can possibly work with, which maybe you should probably expand a little bit. Um, (laughs) you know, There are always other possibilities. There are 7.7 billion people in the world. There is always possibility. There are plenty of rich people. There are plenty of people who are in your niche. There are plenty of people who will like you. There are plenty of people who will appreciate your product. And there are plenty of people who will drop everything to buy what you've got to throw down, right? So it's just a matter of realizing that they are out there. And again, you have to keep putting your signal out there. And that is brand, you know, your reputation, everything that you're working towards, continue to just put yourself out there in little ways as much as you can and, you know, in whatever way possible without 
dealing with any kind of perfectionism or overly scrutinizing yourself. Just put stuff out there. That is the thing, right? And in the process, like, remember to take the time to take care of yourself and, you know, just, yeah, keep putting your signal out there. You know, that's, that's the biggest thing. I think that's the biggest takeaway is that to be patient, put your signal out there and that there's an abundance of opportunity. Those are like the three biggest things that I think are, are the biggest lessons that I think I've been getting over the past three months over of doing this. Because for me, I've had this kind of doing Uber and Lyft has kind of helped me have a framework within sort of a freelance sort of realm, right? Like Uber and Lyft are like the middleman here, but I'm still an independent contractor. And there are so many parallels between being an independent contractor as a driver versus, you know, being a freelancer. The only difference is you have to do the work to find clients and you're not going to get multiple clients in a day, most likely. Like this is going to develop over time and you have to build relationships over time. That becomes much more of a challenge, you know. Um, With Uber and Lyft, I'm literally just putting out the signal and they're coming to me. But the thing that's the big difference there is you get to define the signal and define who it is that you reach, right? Whether that's through ads, whether that's through your branding, whether that is through, you know, the work that you put out on Instagram or your portfolio or wherever, right? That is your signal and you are signaling the right people, hopefully, right? You're putting out your bat signal to your bat people (laughs) to try to connect with you. And I think that is incredibly important to continue to focus on and not get discouraged by, you know, that's the biggest thing is I don't want you to get discouraged by the fact that, you know, people might not be buying right now, you know, especially this time of year, right before tax season, like people are starting to get money from taxes, but this time of year, this early part of the year is a little bit rough. People are post holiday. They are still kind of reeling and trying to catch up. And I'm in that space too. I'm trying to catch up. And uh, I, the thing that I need to do is make sure that I don't feel bad about where I'm at. You know, I don't feel bad about the fact that I need to regroup and grow. I don't feel bad that I've needed Uber and Lyft to kind of realize some of these things again. You know, that uh, there needs to be some semblance of discipline. There needs to be uh, this perspective that there's abundance, that I need to keep putting my signal out there and not moving the signal so much and making sure that I'm just stick, staying in one place and focusing on doing what I doing my thing, right? And, um, you know, and, and opening myself up to network with people. You know, if, if people came in my car and I wasn't willing to talk to them, then I'm closing myself off to so many possibilities, right? And I'm still qualifying and vetting them in the process, right? If they're not a rad person or they don't seem like a rad person, then I'm not going to want to work with them. I don't have to reach out to them. I don't have to do work with them, right? So I'm still qualifying. I'm still setting boundaries, but I'm opening up my signal. And that's really the, it's kind of the theme of my, my own life in the past maybe two, three weeks or so is, is expanding my own personal signal, uh, expanding my boundaries so that I'm not being so strict and, um, but still having plenty in place, but opening myself up to the world and opening myself up to my environment and, uh, you know, meeting more people in town, getting involved in more events, uh, getting to know more people through, you know, navigating the city through Uber and Lyft. And, um, it feels like it's been good and it's been going in a, in a good direction. You know, Molly's picking up steam with some of her work. Uh, she's going to be in LA in a few weeks for the Dreamtopia workshop. If you get to go check that out, go do it. And um, 
you know, that's basically it, you know? So make sure you're taking care of yourself and just take a breath. It's okay. There's a lot out there. There are 7.7 million people. If your signal's not hitting, you know, just be patient. Work on the strength of your signal. You know, keep putting your stuff out there and keep practicing, keep making, keep creating, and your people will come to you. So that's it. I'm done. I got to go inside and read for a little bit because my brain hurts. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a, it's been a lazy Sunday. Actually, no, it's been a busy Sunday and it's about to be a lazy Sunday. Uh, I'm going to go in and read for a little bit and drink some water, listen to some music, and then go hang out with Molly for a little bit and enjoy my evening. So with that being said, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. I hope this had some sort of impact on you. If you have any questions, please feel free to hit me up at Let's Go C-Notes on any of the social channels. You can follow me at uh, cnote.media. That's where all of my media courses, and you can find the There's a Work With Me button on there if you want to do any kind of consultation or design work. And um, uh, I'm doing some, like, dopamine courses and all that stuff. But on Instagram, there's, like, a link tree, and it has all my things in there. So so I'm not going to go into this crazy diatribe. Um, I know at the end of this month, there's the Millennial uh, Summits coming. Uh, I should have some more details on that very, very soon. So you can pick up your ticket to see an interview with me and a whole bunch of other amazing entrepreneurs who are doing amazing things to get yourself off the ground. So that's it. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See you guys. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.